BSD Talk number 162. It's Tuesday, November 11, 2008. So today I just want to talk a little bit about a hardware purchase and my experiments with getting BSD on it. But first I also want to mention that I will be going to meet BSD in California. That's this weekend. It's November 15 and 16. And it also happens to be a time when they're going to celebrate FreeBSD's 15th anniversary. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I really want to thank IX Systems for inviting me there. It should be an excellent weekend. I look forward to meeting all of you who will be going. All right, so what did I buy? I bought a Tripoli PC, and this is the 900A. This happened to be available at a local big box retailer. And it was only $299, which was just inexpensive enough for me to uh, give in to the urge to buy it. So I drove down and picked one up. I was interested in this one in particular because it's running the newer Intel Atom processors. It's the N270 CPU. Um, the 900A comes with a gig of RAM. This one only had a uh, 4 gig uh, SSD solid-state drive in it, um, and it shipped with Linux by default, a, I guess a modified version of, I think, Xandros. And that worked actually quite well. It boots quickly, you know, the Linux side of it, really fast boot. Uh, everything just sort of seems to work. It has a very easy interface to use, just a bunch of big icons to click on in different categories. But not wanting to leave well enough alone, I started messing around with a variety of other distributions, including Linux distributions. There um, is something called Triple E Ubuntu or Ubuntu. And that's a distribution based on a slightly older version of Linux, but it is sort of pre-configured for these devices in order to make the hotkeys work, all the different things like that, and includes Skype and, and a few other pieces of software. I also tried the um, the latest Linux Ubuntu comes out with a or has come out with something called a mid mobile internet device version, not really designed for this. I don't think it sort of, sort of still seemed a little half baked, but it was fun to try anyway. So once I'd already um, done a few of those, I, of course, had to try some of the BSDs on this. Now, I want to preface this with saying that this is a relatively new piece of hardware, and it's, it's hard to get these things supported unless they're in the, hands of the, in the hands of the developers. So I'm not trying to be, you know, stir up trouble here. This is not a reflection on um, how well these different operating systems work, but rather uh, how well they work on this specific piece of hardware. The first one I tried was OpenBSD. And the way I was doing this is that the this 900A not only has the 4 gig internal drive, but it also has an SD card slot that you can boot from. And so I wanted these operating systems to be, to be able to boot off these SD cards. I picked up a couple 4 gig SD cards so I could just sort of swap out my operating system easily. And OpenBSD it started all right. You know, one of the big problems with all the BSDs is that the wireless and wired chipsets on these don't want to be detected by any of them. Uh, and unfortunately, I don't know how to pronounce it. The atheros or atheros, sorry, I've, I've never, <laughs> I've only read it, never actually heard it pronounced. So forgive me if I'm saying it wrong, but it's being picked up as a 5424 slash 2424 chipset. 
Luckily, I do have a bag of random hardware, including um, USB 10100 Ethernet and also a variety of wireless cards. Another thing that, that's beneficial is having an external USB DVD drive, and that's made the installations easier. I ended up doing a, a netboot on OpenBSD, and it's funny, I, I do the netboot off the built-in Ethernet card, but then once I get the uh, initial installer ready to go... I actually um, switch over to the USB Ethernet in order to download the install sets. But in general, it installed and everything seems to, you know, generally work fine. So does it, uh, does everything work? Is, you know, the audio, things like that. I haven't really tested that yet, but I did successfully get an OpenBSD 4.4 i386 install on this thing. I don't believe that the uh, N270 Atom processor processor supports the 64-bit instruction set, so I'm doing all uh, i386 on these installs. And the next one that I tried was Dragonfly, and I did the latest 2.0.1, and unfortunately, the live CD um, would boot about halfway and then fail on me, so I'm not quite sure what was going on there. I did test that live CD on sort of a standard HP Compact desktop, and it, it did finish booting, so I know the CD's okay. So, you know, eventually I'll just have to try a snapshot and see whether something works a little better. So, unfortunately, I wasn't able to give Dragonfly 2.0.1 a try on this device. Then, setting myself up for failure, but I thought it would be fun to try anyway, I used the latest version of PCBSD, and that's the uh, in their 7 series, it's, it's the latest update. Now, I say setting myself up for failure because if you look at the minimum requirements, they recommend or they say you should have six gigs of free space, and needless to say, I only had four, but I did want to see how far it would go. Uh, PCBSD does have a USB installer that you can put onto a thumb drive and then plug into one of these little guys. Uh, unfortunately, their installer, like all the other ones, didn't want to pick up the built-in Ethernet or wireless, and unfortunately didn't want to let me select my USB uh, wireless or or Ethernet, so uh, I had to switch over to the installer CD. Once I did, actually the DVD, I should say. Once I did the full DVD, then I was able to essentially get it installed. And uh, when it restarted, uh, X configuration came up, but eventually everything started to go haywire. But um, it looks like this would successfully install from the CD side of things. But also um, because it's based off FreeBSD. I expect both PCBSD and FreeBSD to have the same, you know, hardware detection issues, you know, just like the other BSDs. Because PCBSD wouldn't fit completely, of course, then I had to go ahead and um, try FreeBSD 7, and I used the boot-only CD on that. And that was just a nice small download, booted off the disk, and I also used my um, USB Ethernet. It's it's an RUE interface, it's a Realtek, um, little USB 10100. Um, and that actually installed just fine. Um, I did just the basic user install with X. I didn't install anything, you know, the port system. I just wanted to make sure that this thing would, would you know, start up and run. And, you know, like the other, all the other ones, doesn't want to see the built-in network card or the built-in wireless. But other than that, it, you know, it's treating it, it's got hyper-threading, it's treating it as two CPUs, and, you know, generally seems to be working all right. So at this point... I have this thing ready to go with a couple different operating systems, basically uh, OpenBSD and FreeBSD on two different SD cards, so I can swap those out as needed. And I do want to try some of the other snapshots, uh, particularly Dragonfly's recent snapshots. I also haven't tried NetBSD yet, 
Um, I'd like to do that one also. It is pretty neat that I can easily swap them out. And, you know, all of them seemed happy to have the bootloader just on the SD card. And when you boot this thing up, you just tap the escape key on the keyboard and it brings up a boot menu. And you can just ask it to boot off the SD card. So all in all, you know, the installs went okay. I'm sure that as the hardware detection improves, this thing would be much more usable. You know, it would be a little frustrating not to be able to use the built-in wireless or the built-in Ethernet. Unfortunately, due, the, due to the proprietary nature of those cards, you know, we either have to wait for some really smart people to reverse engineer them uh, or get some help from the vendor. So maybe some snapshots will work better. You know, obviously, the BSDs aren't going to compete as well uh, as the native Linux distribution that was built for this machine, um, obviously with uh, the blessing of a large hardware manufacturer. You know, they did all the tweaks to get it just right. You know, one of the biggest problems that I had with the default install of Linux is after that 4 gig drive is used uh, for the install, you only have about 300 megabytes left. And I do understand that this is a netbook. And so the general principle in my mind is that you're expected to be using things like Google Mail and Google Docs, and you're not storing stuff locally on this device. Um, when it comes to the actual hardware and size. It's, it's a reasonably small screen. I think it's an 8.9. Because of that, the keyboard is a little too small, a little frustrating to type on, but it's neat. It's Is it large enough to be useful by an adult? I don't really think so. Kids might like it. I do like that it has the external VGA port on it, uh, plenty of USB, and the SD card slots are nice. It does have a um, speaker and microphone port. It also has a built-in microphone. But yeah, other than that, you know, an inexpensive purchase, figured I'd give it a try, and I do hope to keep you updated with my success with more recent snapshots of the different operating systems, see whether I can turn this thing into a full-time BSD device. All right, well, thank you for listening, and if you'd like to leave comments on the website or reach the show archives, you can find them at bsdtalk.blogspot.com, and if you'd like to send me an email, you can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com, that's B-I-T, G-E-I-S-T at yahoo.com, and I look forward to seeing any of you who are attending Meet BSD this weekend.